Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Born to Talk Radio Show. I'm your host, Marsha Waiteka. Conversations plus connections equals community. Those are my three C's. The heart of my show is what's your story? It's my belief we all have stories. Some are similar, others are uniquely different. Storytelling brings the passions of my guests to life through our conversations. So be prepared to be entertained, informed, and inspired. Welcome to today's show. Well, hello, everybody, and I am so delighted to have you join me today with my guest, Tara Lynn Towns. She's had a really hectic day, and so have I, and I am so, so happy that she is my guest today. Welcome to the show, Tara Lynn. Hi, Marcia. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. My my pleasure. Let me just tell people that are listening, you are the CEO of TBB Enterprise. You're a developmental therapist with a master's degree in family and human development. You're the president of a nonprofit called Tiny Be Mighty. You're an author, and there is so much more about you. I am just delighted to spend this hour with you. So why don't you just tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself, Tara Lynn, before I start asking you all of these questions I'm so interested to know about. Give us a little bit about your background. Well, I am um, a child of, of three. I'm the youngest of three children, and I was raised in Bayonne, New Jersey, grew up here, um, and have a very, very um, awesome, eclectic background. Uh, my mom is um, Irish and Dutch and German, and my dad is African-American, uh, Cuban, and Indian. So mm. a nice uh, mix of, of flavor here, cultural yes, flavor. Yes, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That just adds to how beautiful you are. And if people see my website, they will see, oh, my goodness, is this a beautiful woman. Okay, go on. Thank you. Oh, man. Um, And I grew up up in a little peninsula town, like I said, in Bayonne, New Jersey. Um, I am a mom of of three wonderful kiddos. I have um, a 33-year-old, a 25-year-old, and a 14-year-old. No one ever believes that the 33-year-old is my. <laughs> they always think I'm his girlfriend. And I say, Mikey, let them. Let them think I'm your girlfriend. Don't, don't do <laughs> that's that. Don't funny. That. <laughs> oh, that's cute. <laughs> um, but, um, oh. And then, I'm, you know, my, as far as my education, I, I study child development, and um, I have a master's in um, family and human development. Human, excuse me, and family, human development and family studies from ASU. So I'm alumni there for any ASU mm-hmm. people. <laughs> I love that school. Um, and I am currently about to embark on one of my biggest goals was to have my Ph.D. and, and be a licensed clinical psychologist for children and families. Oh, that's wonderful. So, yes. Yeah. I am. I begin um, that journey at the end of February, so I'm excited. I guess. I I just. I I know it must sound like a broken record when I say my guests are also fascinating because in reality they are, but you are remarkably fascinating, and I always enjoy talking to my guests. You know, prior to the podcast, because I like to establish a rapport. It makes sense. We don't yeah. know one another. 
And every mm. time you and I have spoke, I feel like I'm putting mm. my hand over my heart. I'm feeling oh. such love, such compassion. You are just really a remarkable woman, and you have quite a story. So tell us, tell us a little bit more about your background working with women and children and family. Well, um, I have a, an incredible story. I didn't share this with you, but I will share. This is the first time I'm sharing the story. Oh, you must <laughs> it, trust me. Thank you. Yes, I do trust you. Yeah, but it, it's 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 um it's important now. I'm seeing to to share this because it's really a triumph, but it also opened me and pushed me into everything that I'm doing. But I um, uh-huh. signed a recording contract. I also sing, and I've been singing forever. And uh, wow, I have to send I have to send you the music because I did record a song for our um, mission, and so oh, I'm excited lovely. about that. <laughs> but anyway, I um I was um um uh, actually I'm sorry I signed a recording contract, and um I was um moved to Los Angeles, and that's, you know, the capital over there, right? And so mm-hmm. um, the the record deal and the company, um, the person actually representing me, it just did not work out. And it was with Disney, so it wasn't like it was a, um, a company that wasn't a well-known company, but it was the subsidiary that I was signed to that got the funding mm-hmm. from Disney. So anyway, nice. long story short, it didn't work out. It did not oh, work out with them, I'm saying, not not the music. Yeah. And what happened was it put me in a position um, to where all of my resources were gone. And so um, I had mm. a little baby, and I had a son, and I was a single mother. And um, I had someone introduce me to the Women's Welfare to Work program. And I mm-hmm. embarked in that program and actually became – a success story in that program. I was on a show out there in, in L.A., and because mm-hmm. I used it for the two years, and then it, it just um, introduced me to a world of what I'm living in now. And so I say that if you if there are programs out there for women and you use them correctly, they really can pivot you and, and put you on a great platform so that you really can, you know, do what you want to do comfortably when you have children, especially single moms. So through this mm-hmm. program, they paid for my, they paid for my um, education, they paid for my degree, they paid for my books, they paid for my childcare, and wow. then I worked. I worked three jobs. Okay, wow. Oh my goodness. Six. I know sixteen list classes. So let me tell you, that two years <laughs> I never slept. <laughs> oh my gosh. I never. Oh my gosh. Three jobs. I really did wow. three jobs. Uh, six classes, all, you know, um, dean's list classes, and then two children, single mom. So if I if I could do that alone, anyone can do it. So anyway, I did that, and it just opened me up to always love children. And so I, I chose the field of child development, and then it, it, you know, just went into me wanting to advance that, and I went in to get my bachelor's in child development and then my master's. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now, you know, through this, entire journey. I have um, gone into private practice as a developmental therapist, and then I also contract. Um, to, now I'm contracted with the Early Intervention Program in New Jersey as a therapist. Wonderful. A developmental Wonderful. therapist, yeah. And, mm-hmm. So that's a little bit more about what yes. gave me the passion. How, 
Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, I'm just I, 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 my head is shaking because it's like I just come on to keep interrupting by saying wow because that is how I feel when I listen to you talk, and I want to give you um, as much time as possible in this hour to really share your story. And I mentioned that you are the CEO of Bullying, Bullying Buddies. And I, I'm so sorry, I keep wanting to add the I-E-S there. It's bullying buddy. And I, I just, yeah. I, I just, I guess because I feel like I have so many buddies and, and I need to be accurate about that. <laughs> you have an exceptional website and it's called the bully, bullyingbuddy.com. And I'll make sure that mm-hmm. that is um, included in the blog when we're, when we're through with our show. But I thought maybe you could Thank just you. kind of tell us the mission and the goals of what this is all about and really why it started, frankly. Okay, so a little bit of a backdrop of why it started is one of my children, my uh, youngest son, Encore, was born with a condition called achondroplasia, and it's just a fancy word for dwarfism. And so as a result of him having dwarfism, he was bullied. He was bullied to, I'd say the point of no return, but obviously he's here, so there was a return, but it did... you know, he, he introduced me to my life purpose and calling. I had no clue that I would be doing anything that I'm doing now. So he was the the um, person or the tool that God mm-hmm. used to introduce me to my purpose. And so that's where it all came from. Along the way of the journey, I began to meet mothers and uh, and fathers who have had children who have committed suicide between the ages of 7 and 17 <sighs> Mm-hmm. And this this was so troublesome to my spirit that I began to do a lot of research and dig up a lot of stats and, and laws and things that are not being um, utilized properly. And I began to start seeing that there are hundreds and hundreds upon hundreds of children that have taken their lives and are still, we just lost two new young ladies. Um, just four, five months ago for one and three months ago for the other. And so it's still happening every day, all day in this age group. So as a clinician and someone who is just an advocate and someone who just loves kids from my heart and just a mom on a mission more than anything else, I, I felt something had to be done about that. That's the birth of the bullying buddy, the app, the curriculum, and we can get into more about that. But that is the backdrop of, of why and how, and the Bullying Buddy is here to save lives. It's a cutting-edge technology and curriculum here to save lives and to educate. It's a, And you invented this app, didn't you? Yes. Because, you know, you know, it's like I'm looking at my arm, right? My My arm is resting on my chair. I'm looking at my hand, and I'm thinking, holy mm-hmm. cow, if we just started list, list, listing all of your accomplishments. And and I might also add, you are extremely humble. You are not a braggadocious look at me. You're not. No. And um and because you know, people can see through that. It's it's in it's it's not it's not pleasant. And but but that's no. not you. And and no. how old is how old is Encore now? What is his age? He is 14, going on 35. Oh, good. <laughs> I raised 14. one of those. <laughs> yes. That's so funny. No, oh, that's 14. so funny. Yeah, he's a freshman okay. high school. 
Wonderful, wonderful. Well, I know we're going to be talking about, maybe you could just tell us a little bit, if, if I was to say to you, well, what is, what are your mission, what's your mission and goals for um, Bullying Buddy? Well, how would you respond to that? Uh, the first mission is to have the app in all of the schools worldwide. I stretch my, my dreams and my thoughts and my ambitions, mm-hmm. but I live here in the United States, so I just that's the first goal is, and mission is to have every school in the United States through the Bullying Buddy and use this app and curriculum as a safety tool and a redirection tool for the undesired behavior you know, that bullying is. That's number one. It's the biggest one. And then number two is to eradicate the behaviors. My area of expertise is behavior Um, and so uh, human behavior. And so it's just to eradicate it and then, you know, replace the negative behavior because it's reactive behavior. It's not responsive. So we want to, and that's what I did in the curriculum. We didn't get into that yet, but the curriculum addresses Mm -hmm. the, (laughs) <laughs> it addresses yes. the um, operating part of, of human experience. The app addresses mm-hmm. the technical part. So the goal, once again, is to get it in all of the schools and then just to redirect the behavior, to eradicate the negative, to bring about the positive, and just to educate and empower. Empower not only right. who are using it, but their parents, um, mm-hmm. policy and procedure makers, so that we can begin to see how serious this is and, and how this is a little uh, pandemic living within another pandemic that we need to pay attention to. If not even more, we're losing children. So this is we something, are. these are the, the main, yeah, these are the main goals. You know, um, part of my tagline for my show is conversations plus connections equals community. And this is a perfect example of what I'm all about because as I'm listening to you, my mind is spinning. I'm going to be honest. That's just some – I wish it didn't, but it just does. And I'm thinking about all the teachers that I know, Chamber of mm-hmm. Commerces that I'm associated with, Rotary that mm-hmm. I'm associated with, just organizations. I was that mom that was very involved in schools and my kids were growing up. Okay. And mm-hmm. – I I and I like I said I have I have a friend that teaches an EK class right now and it mm-hmm. I feel like I need to make sure that these folks that are in education have an access and a way to know more about what you do and I have a I have a fairly large social media following I have people that follow my okay. podcast but I do think mm-hmm. that what you're offering is so important because maybe you're the grandparent Maybe you're the aunt. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're yes. the mom and the dad, the grandpa, the uncle, the brother, whomever. This is really important. So once again, the website is the bully buddy, the bully bullying. Come on, Marcia, you're looking at it and you still can't say it right. <laughs> the bully. I'm excited. The bullyingbuddy.com. But I want to move you over to your other website which is tinybemighty. That's your .org, and that's yes. another exceptional website. So let's, let's talk more about what that is all about, and, and, and you had mentioned the curriculum and all of that. Let's, let's, let's delve in a little deeper to what it is that you do. Okay. So on the nonprofit end, um, I actually personally work with families 
once again, who have lost children between the ages of 7 and 17. And I, I do just about anything. When, when I hear another child, I will go visit the family. Um, I've helped with funeral expenses. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I don't even like to say that, but it's the truth. Um, I've helped with relocation. I've helped with, you know, um, just moms that needed to move in and they didn't have furniture because the, the whole they weren't prepared for a funeral. I mean, I mean, you name oh it, I've helped. Mm-hmm. And wow. then I also am connected to a legal team that helps these families oh. as well. Mm-hmm. And I can um, refer the families to the legal team, and I've assisted the, the legal team in, in a lot of um, bullying consulting. I am a certified um, anti-bullying consultant through the, the University of San Diego. And so yeah. I have consulted and still do with schools and law firms about these cases. So this is what we do on the nonprofit side. That's one thing. The other thing is we're registered as a dual purpose. We raise awareness for dwarfism. Although, you know, we we see it, we know what it is, um, it is a rare disorder. And so most rare disorders do not get the financial attention for research. And so we definitely are passionate about, we know it's a genetic condition. We know that the males are predominantly the ones who carry the genes, it's just we don't blame them. Um, no, it's <laughs> but, um, a fact. Okay. Yes, it's a fact. And then we know that not too much funding, you know, goes in, and it's not easy for these children. I, I have a child with this, so, I mean, from there, they have a lack of cartilage in between, so if they run too much or play, they're aching. I mean, there are children that I had a, a friend whose daughter has dwarfism, and she used to scream after going to you know, the jumping gyms, and she used to tell her mm-hmm. the pain is, is going to hit you later. And she's like, I don't care. I want to play like everyone else. There's so many different things that these children endure that people really don't know. Um, and we just need more more money put into the research for this. It, it's important. It is. And, and, frankly, you have a donate page on your tinybemighty.org, yes. and people that are listening – are certainly um, encouraged to do so, and I love, I love your 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 logo. I, I love your logo. I'm sure there's something behind this um, this green. I don't know what would you call it. A dinosaur with I don't know what what you would call this, <laughs> but I, yeah. I love it. And I what I like what you say besides the TBM, tiny be mighty. It's all about unleashing the giant within. This is strategic. Yeah. This didn't happen by mistake. And it, it, no. your, your websites are really quite remarkable. And, and you Thank have you. a great team and you have a mission. And so let's spend some time actually understanding the curriculum that you offer because I'd like to know more about that. Yes. And so like the app, and I do want to mention the Bullying Buddy app in both Android and um, Apple, and we're in a second phase where it will be on the watches as well, so we're excited. Um, but it is, it's, it's one of its kind. There are similar apps, but we, we have a patent, and we're in the last stages of uh, patent approval. We're out of pending, and so that means that they could not find anything that does everything that the app does, and so we're excited about that. Just like the app, the curriculum is very, very, I've had this curriculum read by um, curriculum writers, uh, teachers, 
um, decision maker, board of ed, they, they all say it's an amazing, the world needs to know about the curriculum. So the curriculum is an empathy base, and this is what we have a lack of, right? And this is why we have mm-hmm. people shooting each other and, and wanting to fight and shooting up classrooms and teasing and, and taunting and doing what they do because yes. there's a lack of empathy in our world, and that's really what the, the issue is. And so anyway, the basis and core of this curriculum is empathy-based and SEL, which I know you probably know, but for people who don't, that's social and emotional learning, and that ties no, I into... Did, wait, I didn't know that. So oh, you okay. said ESL? No, SEL. SEL learning oh, SEL. is now beginning... Yeah. Okay. And what does this stand for again? I'm sorry to interrupt. I, you know, you said that's SEL, okay. but I heard LES. I'm going, what? That's a second language. So what's SEL stand for once again? I'm sorry. It's, okay, it's social emotional learning. And so it's okay. where we tie in the social environment to the emotional child, the whole child. And we Got it. should, and this is, this is what we want to accomplish through it, is we should they, the curriculum should definitely mesh the two, right? Your environment should speak to your emotional standpoint. It, it should feed sure. it in positive ways versus negativity. So anyway, this is the curriculum is all about. It has tons of lessons, um, but it's experiential, and that's what the feedback is, what people love. You know, there's different challenges. There's indoor gardens. There's in, uh, involving this community service involved in the curriculum, and I mean all the way down on the preschool level, and it goes from mm-hmm. preschool all the way age-appropriate to uh, high school, and then I have, you know, which we'll talk about later, is the adult version of everything that I'm speaking of right. now. So I'm excited about this because it is, it's actually introducing, you know, adolescents and children in a clever way, right? We don't want to bore them mm-hmm. because we'll never get right. rid of them yes. <laughs> to care about themselves first, because if you can't care about you, you can't care about them, and right. about others, About others, you know, once they've mastered that within themselves. You know, I'm, I'm looking at your website right now, and it's startling when you say between one and four U.S. students, <coughs> pardon me, um, it just went away one more time. One in four U.S. <laughs> students say that they have been bullied at school. One in four. That's yes. staggering. To me, that is staggering. I I don't know it that is. I realized that it was at that epidemic state. That's that's mm-hmm. so sad. And you know, like you say, you you, I mean, you almost can't turn the news on anymore and think, oh my God, why did that person do that? And why did that person do right. that? And, and and you think, how could that possibly happen? And perhaps they, too, have been bullied. <laughs> we yes. don't know that. But mm-hmm. I'm just wondering, how do you think this will treat the bullying in, illness? And do you see bullying as an illness? Is that is that Would we classify bullying as an illness? Absolutely. Okay. Bullying is definitely, it's a violation. It's just like harassment, and harassment is considered an illness when people, you know, violate people. Um, the okay. definition, and I want to say this clinically, the definition of a bully is someone who poses intentional harm upon someone else. So in my opinion, as professional and just, you know, as a mom who've dealt, who's dealt with this, um, that's definitely an illness. 
right? This yeah. child who is violating, remember, it's intentional. If it's not intentional, then that's something else, but this has been classified clinically as intentional. So they pick their, their um, target. I don't use the word victim because we I have to get I started to hear that. Okay. I don't use the word target. Okay. Got it. Target or receiver of the bullying. And that's because I want to lessen the weight um, on the person who is being victimized, and I want them to see that there is a light out of it. I truly believe in the words that we speak. We wear them, right? And so if you've Uh constantly told your victim, you're, oh, the victim, the victim. And believe me, I have empathy for everyone involved because it's not just a, a bully and a target. There's there's the promoter. There's in my new book, and we'll get to that. I talk, I break down the different characters who who are in the, the bullying transaction, and also to you know the different types, the seven types of bullying that I speak about. That I have you know personally researched and put into my book, and it's on our website as well. Yes. I, you know what occurs to me, and I don't know the answer to this, and since I'm wondering this, maybe perhaps somebody that's listening may wonder this. Does that person, that, that, that youngster that's been bullied, do they ever end up actually being a bully themselves based on what's happened to them? Absolutely. Bullying yeah, I, is, even the bully themselves, they, he's, he's learned it or she has learned it from somewhere. So whether it be from a sibling, an older sibling at home, um, whether it be from a babysitter, aunt, uncle, parents, even parents who model negative behavior amongst themselves, abusive mm-hmm. households, different things like that. They have to learn and remember, no child comes out of the womb um, acting in a negative way with behavior. Behavior is Taught. You know what I mean? It's learned right. from your microsystem. That's the first system you ever come into is your microsystem. And then your external system once you're turned out into the world, turned to the world. Yeah. Um, as, I, as you mentioned, um, your background, um, I'm just, I'm just kind of curious. So how do you feel about being the first black woman to launch something as important as this? It's remarkable. How does that feel? Thank you. I feel honored, but like you said, I'm very humble. So I have my little thing where I say I <laughs> I live mm. on Humble Hill. I live on Humble Hill, and I visit Ego Valley because sometimes we do. We we have to be tough sometimes. We have to be aggressive sometimes. So that's where I kind of walk in, in, in Ego Valley. But I, I choose to live. My address is on Humble Hill. But I am honored, and I'm thrilled. And it's it's exciting because not too many um, African-American women or black women um, are in the technical field. And if they are, they're not really looked upon. And I even belong to um, an African-American technical group for women. And and I always read the the posts. A lot of the times, most of the times they say that they're underpaid in the technical field. They're not recognized Mm -hmm. and they have, you know, Mm -hmm. way more. Um, you know, credits or credibility than than the men in the field or other people who are not African American. So it's it's just it's a big deal to me, <laughs> and I'm just yeah. I'm just honored and excited about it. You bet. So, in recent years, and we know recent years. I mean, we could say recent weeks. We've seen an increase in bullying and suicide among children and young adults. 
what are some of the signs that we could look forward to? What 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 are some of those signs? Um, uh, the biggest sign is to look for um, the child to kind of start going into themselves. They're retracted. They're going, instead of hanging out with the family, they kind of go to their room or they don't, you know, really want to be bothered. They're, they're not eating as much. That's a really big one. And it's one that's missed because it's a number one thing that all preteens and, and teens primarily, I would say, hmm. 99% go through that tendency, like, you know, I don't like why I want to say this. If you see any of these signs, I'll finish with a few more. You sure. really don't write it off as hormones or just teens going through something or a middle schooler going, please don't write it off. Not today. I mean, maybe many years ago you could write it off as that, but it's not a growing pain. They're in pain. So check in with them because it, it, this is why they're being missed. Another thing is them giving away things them saying strange things, you know, like I have one a little girl that I worked with her family now since 2018, and she she gave her aunt this picture, and she said, well, I'm going to see you, and you know, in a few days, and she said, no, just keep this, and always have, you know, it's just so weird, and the aunt said, she never, she said, you're being so silly, and she said the child's name, and she said, no, just keep it with you so you can have me always, and that was, she oh, was only boy. and she said, she took wow. her life. She's nine years old. Mm-hmm. And the aunt says, as she looked back, um, that was oh, really weird. Gosh. And then the, gra- the mm. grandmother said the night that she took her life that she asked for her favorite breakfast for dinner. She said that was obviously out of pocket because she never asked to have her favorite breakfast for dinner. And then after she ate, she went straight into the bathroom and took her life. So oh, these are God. just some things. Yes. Yes, these are some some things to watch out for. And and crazy questions, strange questions like, how do you if you wore a belt or around your neck, what is or you know what does lynching mean? Or just 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 very oh. bizarre questions. Pay attention to those questions because even though you know there's five stages before you truly make a decision in something, um, but pre-contemplation is the first stage. So that's the stage that we want to we want to grab anyone contemplating anything because after pre-contemplation it goes into contemplation then it goes into starting to put the scheme together and then it goes into the final stage and then you act it out and so we want to catch it right when they're pre-contemplating because they haven't made up their mind yet they're just kind of surfing the border and trying to figure out how is it or just a curiosity let's kill the curiosity with information Mm. to them Wow, you know, I'm gonna let you finish with 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 the with the re, another couple that you might have, and then I I have a I want to comment on what you're saying. Was there another one after the pre pre um, the strange questions and the pre contemplation? Was there another sign that you um, wanted us to know about? Yeah, just just totally not uh, caring about their personal things, especially things that they love. You know, sometimes. Uh, an adolescent can have a favorite ball or a favorite, even if they're middle school, or a favorite this or a favorite that, and, and they just don't care anymore. And that's very, very bizarre because, once again, something that's comfortable to them or something that they deem is their favorite thing, you know, you always treasure your favorite thing. So if they're not treasuring something, that's definitely something. Another thing is irritability, irritable, mm. mood swings. One minute crying, one minute happy, one minute sad. It almost looks like a 
a bipolar situation. Mm-hmm. Um, that's definitely another um, another trend that we see with with depression and um, con- pre-contemplating suicide. Hmm. I'm I'm thinking about. Um whether they're elementary school age or they're middle school, high schoolers, how how much of this information is being implemented and downloaded and explained to educators that spend sometimes almost more time with children than their parents? Do you think that we could do a better job and really enlightening the educators today? Oh, absolutely. One of the things that I offer is consulting and trainings and workshops. I just did one Good. in um, Phoenix, Phoenix, uh, a month, a month on, going on almost mm-hmm. two months ago now. But literally training, training them on because teachers say to me, "Now I'm, I'm everyone's voice, right?" So before I even wrote the book, before I even in, in, um, embarked on creating the app, I, I interviewed people. You have to know exactly what it is inside and out. I'm not a techie, so I, you know, this is definitely right. from the heavens uh-huh. above that it came about. <laughs> but um, what I hear from teachers is two things. Number one is we can't see everything all the time because I have 22 kids in the class and I'm one person. That's one thing I heard. The app mm-hmm. fixes that. Um, and the second thing is how do I know it's just not, a common banter versus bullying. We hear things all the time, and then sometimes the the kid, the target, you know, will either say something back or not. Or, but I say this: when the child looks uncomfortable in their gestures, in their face, and they're just afraid, you you must pay attention as a teacher because mm-hmm. you're right. You're right, uh, Marsha. We do have our kids in school six to eight hours, and then we're at work, right? And then when they come in, they get dinner, we hang out a little bit, and then they go to bed. So the bottom line is the teacher is a representative of the parent. And I'm sorry, I I know that this is 22 children in a class. I mean, I'm fighting for so many things, too, with laws that we could get to that a little bit um, at the end. But um, I I truly feel that you – as a mother, most teachers are parents, not all of them, but they are. Mm-hmm. And so just, just look at your ch- look at that child in the classroom the same way, with the same radar, I'm saying, as you mm-hmm. would look at your own child. Yeah, and that, that makes that will sense. Help a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, that will help um, a lot, but I, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying, so part of what I do is offering training to, to the yeah. educators and policy and procedure makers as well. You know, also, frankly, I think not only do the educators and parents need to know about this, so do kids. Because maybe you are noticing that Bobby over there is acting really different all of a sudden, and he never used to act like that. And it's like, so okay, I'm going to go home and I'm going to tell Mom, Bobby doesn't want to play with me anymore. In fact, Bobby's like acting really odd, Mom. You know, this this is yes. this is a huge topic. I mean, do mm-hmm. you think was I mean, you know, when I was raising my children, there was no such thing as social media. Do you think mm-hmm. that social media or even media today has played a part in any of this? Oh, absolutely. Social media has replaced, <coughs> excuse me, human experience with technology, and so. It's amazing to see someone 
take their lives and read, I've read the diary of a few children. Um, the importance, first of all, of any adolescence is validation. And that goes, honestly, in my experience, all humans, they seek validation in some way, shape, or form. Some, sometimes yeah. it's more, but sometimes it's less, but we all seek it, right? And so when, when you're an adolescent and you're in your pivotal time of, you know, connecting socially, you know, your, your whole world, even the parents, we take they love us, but we're like, we take the back seat when they're trying to form their social identity and their personal identity because we're supposed to developmentally, that's totally normal for us. So we have to stand out of the way and let them, but always let them know that we're on their coattail. Social media, it, it's almost, it's just like people. I mean, to them, I'm saying, well, I didn't get four mm-hmm. likes today and she didn't like me yesterday. And he, I mean, a, a whole, an entire, you know, um, person the word I'm looking for there because I'm getting all of these calls and they're, and they're distracting me, so forgive me for oh, that. Sorry. But, um, uh, their, their whole reputation can be ruined by one rumor, even an adult in the workplace. I, I get right. that too. Mm-hmm. You know, and so social media is definitely the reason why. One is not the reason. I'm saying a mega reason why because cyberbullying mm-hmm. is, is already in, in almost 90% right now and 90% Seven percent of our youth are online right now, so how could it not be? You know what right. I mean? Right. Absolutely. They, they, you hear about it on the news all the time. You know, just the 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 guy in Idaho. You know, you you could just point to all these different incidents where it's like, what? You know, you you went and you know. Anyway, have you seen an increase in traffic to your app? Because I don't. How long? When did your app? When did um, when did your apps? Um, I don't know. I don't remember the date. What year that was? It came out last year, so we're we're okay. just in a year, and we, and we were in beta. Even though we were in the stores, we still tested because I wanted to never break. Mm-hmm. They call it breaking in the technical world. You have mm-hmm. to break it in order for it to work. I'm saying, but we make sure that there aren't, you know, any any surprises technically. Mm-hmm. So we a lot. I would say like about six months into releasing in the stores, although it was ready to be downloaded, we still were beta testing. So the bottom line is it's really been, we've really been working it now for about maybe like, a, I would say about four or five months. I've been definitely posting and, you know, presentations and trainings sure. and all of these things, but, but the usage of it and the downloads are just beginning to take shape, which we're excited about. But we need more. Oh, I... Anyone listening, we need <laughs> I bet. But that's that's terrific, and that's a perfect segue into what you I you, you've got a new app that that's going to be coming out soon. It's not it's not available yet. Is that right? The, the Stomp um, app um, because that's still. And that's still in the works. Is that right? Well, it is completed, and it is, oh, it is. Um, finished the beta. Yes, it's completed. It's finished beta. It's finished beta, and now we're going into the stores in the next couple of weeks. I would say maybe two to three weeks because it's a process to get into both Android and Apple stores. But we already set up the back. Uh, you have to have accounts on the back end and all of that. That stuff has been done. So it's just a matter of, and, and by the way, I wanted to say this. I'm sorry, the curriculum, both of these apps, 
are also in Spanish in the app, and then we're working on nine other languages, but it oh, is already gosh. in Spanish. Yes. That's fabulous. That's Thank fabulous. You. you have, you just, I just, I don't know how you ever rest. Um, so, but, <laughs> but Stomp, and, and, and I will also make sure that people can, can go to that as well. Stomp mm-hmm. is a little bit different in that who you're, um, I started to use a word that started with the la- uh, letter T, and I don't think I want to use that word because it has a connotation that I don't want to use. So I think you might have known what word I was going to say, and so I'm going to mm-hmm. take that word out. It's the name of a store that we might be familiar with. And mm-hmm. I want to say, um, who who are you directing Stomp to? Who's going to... Who's your who's your person? Who's who? The, who are the people that are going to take advantage of what you offer with the Stomp World? Well, with Stomp, um, it addresses human trafficking, domestic violence, workplace bullying, financial abuse, um, uh, racial crimes, and um, elder elder abuse. And so, with the Stomp app, you have with the bullying buddy, it's the parent, the child, and school admin. With some app, it's you get to pick five people. So let's just say you pick your husband, your wife, your best friend, your neighbor, and let's just say, hey, you're in your apartment. I really will give a true scenario. You're in your apartment, and your neighbor has it. They're upstairs. And then someone breaks into your home and tries to rape you or take advantage or harm you. You All you say is uh, ESB, which is the ESB button on the app, emergency safety button. You can whisper it as well. And immediately mm. it, it begins to record audio and visual, and your neighbor will see. And they can call the police faster than you can, or they can come downstairs to your aid faster than you can. So this is going to be a super game changer, especially with people who are abducted and people who are taken with human trafficking because my app also tracks. It tracks for 10 miles, I mean, excuse wow. me, 10 minutes, and the mileage is unlimited, but it's 10 mm. minutes. Mm. That's so fascinating that you used human trafficking. I don't know mm-hmm. if you know very much about Rotary, but Rotary is an international club, and the absolute focus on Rotary, both locally, district-wise, and internationally, is human trafficking. In fact, we're going to have a speaker at our club in a couple of weeks speaking about that specifically. So you can be rest assured I'm going to let her know Thank you. and the other Rotarians know that this is something that they should be aware of as well. And frankly, if you can get in front of Rotary meetings and share this, I think this would be another wonderful outreach for you in that regard because it is so important. Why do you, really, why do you feel it's important to have access to these programs like your app at your fingertips? Why do you, tell me how why that is so important. Well, it's important because we're in a, a modern time and we're in, you know, in a, a space of technology. And if you're going to reach anyone, you reach them where they are. And right now our youth and even people, I mean, they've shaped us to, to reform into it technology right we can't we can't be behind because we won't be up on what they're doing and so it's important for us 
to meet the world where it is. So that's the technical part of it. And through it, it's definitely important to save lives. This is what this app does. It saves lives in zero time. There's no waiting on this. In fact, the minute you prompt it, it, it begins instantly, and then you, you know, you're alerted instantly, and it tells you your child is being bullied or your spouse is, you know, whatever it is. It, it mm-hmm. tells you what it is, and then you can hear it and see it. So the importance is, number one, to just address the world where it is through technology to save lives. And then secondly, techno, technology is one part, and this is, you know, I'm an advocate for the behavioral side of it, which is, you can save someone in a moment, but how are we correcting what we just saved, right? Because that's right. a temper, that's a band-aid. So the curriculum is the mental part, which is the most important part, to where we're reforming the bully. We're reforming the violator. And then we're educating the target and the promoter and the, you know, all of the other characters, the watcher. I call the watcher in my book, but that's the bystander who's a very, very important person in all of these whether it be adult or or, um, adolescent, but it's important to reshape that brain into a different behavioral pattern because they're just patterns and they can be unlearned just like they were learned. That's encouraging what you just said because if I understood what you said, it's not the quote, once a bully, always a bully. What I understood you to say, there is a way around that as well. Yes. That's that's hopeful, frankly. So I'm just curious. I I mean, I could talk to you for days. I wish you you were (laughs) close by. Um, What's the force that drives you to keep going on such a mission like this? Honest, to be totally transparent, is not wanting to get another email, text message, or phone call about another adolescent who has taken their lives. And that is the first thing that drives me. Just it, it's, You have no idea what it's like to just get this all the time because I'm known as, you know, on social media, is what, it is the mission, and I'm not complaining, but you, I get it all sure. at 2 o'clock in the morning. People just bring it to my attention in all different states. So I don't want to get those anymore, and I'm sitting on the resolution to not get them. So that keeps me going when I don't think that I have it in me to go anymore. It's not an easy mission right. either, so I don't want to paint, paint that it's, you know, some glorified, beautiful mission because it's not. I mean, we have moments that are beautiful, but mm-hmm. until we get this out there, that's going to be the beautiful part, right, when we really begin to reshape the behavior and save lives at the same time worldwide. Yes, Absolutely. You'd mentioned earlier that you've written a couple of books, um, Tiny But Mighty, but you most recently published published another book called Are You Raising a Bully? Is that is that available now? Because I didn't notice that. Is that available? Can people get that on Amazon? No, I actually am sending over the edits. Um, okay, that's why I've been behind. Okay, all right. Well, yeah. that's why I so have. Based on me I about a week. Okay. Well, I'll make sure it gets out there, but I thought, why am I not finding this? All right. Well, that that makes me feel better, so thank you. Um, yes. So let's talk about Tiny But Mighty, because I, I, I don't want people to be confused. The dot .org is yeah. Tiny Be Mighty. The book is right. Tiny But Mighty. Is, is this about right. your son by any chance? 
Well, it's it, Tiny Be Mighty is a story of uh, diversity, acceptance, and, and courage. And it takes place, you know, in, in a time where there's princes and kings and giants and different things. And um, the setting's really cool. The, the little prince in the book is Encore. He is, you know, I named him after my son. And a lot of his life is in there, but it's also, you know, it's not just about bullying. It's really about knowing yourself, self-discovery, relationships, diversity, acceptance. And it has, it's a beautiful little story um, that's very motivational for, for children. But it, it does encompass bullying. But the most important thing that it encompasses is, is facing your fears and then, <clears throat> excuse me, and then having a positive outcome when you go through some with, uh, tribulation. Sure. Do you see this as a book? that would be designed for a parent to read to a child, for a child, an adolescent to read to themselves, or is it designed for, a, for an adult? Who, 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 are you, who are you hoping will read this book and, how, and use it? Oh, no, this is, this is a children's book. So this, okay. I have middle school teachers who, yeah, schools that have gotten it in their uh, library, and it's oh, in Barnes & Noble. Yeah. So this is a children's book. It's, it's animated. The pictures are large. They're colorful. And, and definitely, too, for, for parents to read, it's a good bed-night story, you know, mm-hmm. a good nighttime story. So, yeah, it's for kids and family. Great. Another, like I said, um, not that you have time to add one more thing to what you're already doing, but, I mean, <laughs> you know, I think, you know, I wish I had connections to the Today Show and places like that because, you know, <laughs> you, um, I could see where um, newscasters would want to, to um, have you on their, pro- on their shows to talk about what you're doing to reach a, a wide audience. So I'm listening to your lifestyle, and I'm thinking, mm-hmm. holy cow. So how do you <laughs> balance your personal life being a mom on a mission and pushing a purposeful attach uh, that you're a purpose that you're attaching to your company. How do you balance the personal and professional to keep yourself in balance? Um, I would just say, honestly, I have to get my rest, get away when I need to. I definitely self-care is important for me. So I get massages and facials. I pray. If I did not have a spiritual soul and, and I'm grounded and rooted with my belief in the Lord, I, I honestly, I, I would say that I couldn't even answer this question because it, it mm-hmm. gets heavy. It really does. Um, sure. and, and things suffer. Things suffer. You know, I know there's a lot of other moms out there on missions. I'm also a single mom on top of everything else. So the household is solely taken care of by me and then my, mm-hmm. my child and then the mission being a student, being a trainer, being a therapist, a coach, it's just a lot. But I know that, you know, when you do mission work, you really are not, there's goals, you know, when you say, oh, I have a goal, I'm going to take off 20 pounds. And then you look for that, that little 20 pounds to be gone and you meet the goal. A mission, when you take this on, it's life, it's a life calling and a life journey. So it's not, so you, you hit milestones and then you set, another goal and then you like it never stops so you have to make sure um are you just doing this on a part-time place where you just kind of raising awareness or are you in the trenches this is not about raising awareness we actually have a resolution i don't even say that anymore we don't raise awareness about bullying because 
bullying, we all know it exists. Primarily, most of us do, but we have a resolution, and so we're in the trenches with this doing the field work. So it's yeah. challenging at times, but I think self-care, prayer, even if, you know, whoever you believe in or whatever you believe in, just go to them, you know, for grounding and guidance and mm-hmm. um, and just definitely be around a supportive. I have my daughter, you know, and she's very, very supportive of my bestie. Just different things, different people to keep you to glued together. Right. Because you mentioned <laughs> you had three least. kids. So Encore is 14. How old is, do you mind, does, would, would you mind telling me how old your daughter is? Well, she's 25. So is she is she out of the house now? She's not living at home any longer? No, she actually is in, in the Air Force. So she just... Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, yeah, she oh, just came wow. back to, to New Jersey. <laughs> wow. that's And then you have another son. Is that what you have, another son as well? Yes. yes. And how old is he? Son who is 30. He's 33. <laughs> wow. And... um. He's on his own as well, I presume. Yes, he's married, has children. Yeah. Oh, you're a grandma. That's cool. That's yes. neat. You know, it's it's interesting when you talk about self care. Um, I don't think a week goes by where somehow I turn this around about myself because I had sent you an email and I said, "Oh my God, I feel like I'm a master juggler, and all these balls are up in the air and they're all hitting me in the head." <laughs> Every single one of them, I can't even catch one, let alone three. Um, and so right. I, I practice yoga, which is sort mm-hmm. of my, my way of just calming down because I, yes. I, can, I can hear it. I can feel it. I know that about my own body. And so that, right. that works for me. But I was wondering, you had mentioned at the very beginning of our podcast that you are a recording star. Do you still sing just for the pleasure of singing? Absolutely. And I, I did record I, I recorded a single. That is music is my, my safe haven. It is. I love it. Mm-hmm. I do. Are you in a love are you in a church choir by any writing. chance? No. No. Okay, that is one fine. of my goals. It's just this this practice two nights a week, you know, it's, I just have so much on my plate. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, exactly. It's like, oh, sure, when yes. do I fit that in? What do I have to give up? And, you know, that's the thing. You look at your <laughs> you look at your life and you go, okay, so what am I going to give up? And I'm looking at, I'm in my office, right, and I'm, I'm speaking with you and having this lovely conversation. I have all these Post-it notes all over the place. Trust the process, you know. <laughs> You know, yeah, that would be great. You know, trust the process. Be patient. Love. Forgive. Share. Be productive. Be compassionate. Have compassion. (laughs) And then this is the one. Manage your expectations. You know, I have all these notes. I ought to read them once in a while. What do you think? Uh, but in these final, these because it's true. I mean, you know, um, in these, because you know what? Honestly, I've been doing this a long time. Never in a million years would I have thought in 2009, while my husband was still alive, that I would ever mm-hmm. be doing this. I mean, clearly, I've always been a talker, so that's never been hard for me. I can start a conversation mm-hmm. with the wind. I can start a conversation somebody <laughs> buying carrots. And God forbid you should have kind of, some kind of sports hat on because then I'm going to ask you why you like that team. You know, I don't have a problem <laughs> talking. 
I have a problem sometimes just managing my time well. And like you said, mm-hmm. and, and building in that, like, hello, this is the downside. I don't really respond right. to emails at night. I, I got to just, you know, watch my sports and do my jigsaw puzzles on my iPad and just zone <laughs> out for a while. So it, it's it's right. important. So in these last few moments together, is there something up that's next for you that we haven't heard about? I know that Stomp is on its way. Is there anything else mm-hmm. that you'd like to share with us? Yes. The Are You Raising a Bully book is expected to do very well. It is the Bible, and I don't say that sacrilegiously. It is really the Bible of understanding the psychology behind bullying all of the characters, the seven types, and then also to sibling rivalry versus sibling bullying, bantering versus actual bullying. I mean, there's so much information. I I tell you, it's 11 chapters full of rich information, and this has been a seven-year journey of research. Whoa. Stuff off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. And so that is going to be out, I would say, he said about 10 days after the final edit. So I'm just going to say two weeks from now, Are You Raising a Bully will be out. Another thing is, is that I have a team in Washington, and we're putting together, um, <clears throat> excuse me, a, an event for me to speak to Congress about um, my about my the app, and and so this is happening very very soon. And in fact, we have uh, two meetings approaching where I'm going to speak to the the White House. Um, they are bullying experts. So this is just got this information last week, and then I reached out four months ago to the Doc Phil show, and they finally got back to me last week. I gave them all the information, and they said it was amazing and that they will be in touch when they do another um, bullying show very soon. So this is, we have a lot of things, you know, about to take Oh, my gosh. Wow. Carolyn, that's a lot. I hope you have a huge staff that helps support and works with you because this is way more yeah. than, I mean, you do, right? I mean, because, in fact, it's really funny. This is just a side note. I noticed that you're connected with Penny Toller. Is that right? Yes, yes. She actually is on my team. She's she's one of my partners. And Tyrone you know Poole, how, Oh my God. Do you know how I know Penny Toller? No. Well, I mean, not that I know know her, but my connection to her. Do you know what she used to do back in the day? She was with the Sparks. Uh, with, she was with the WNBA oh, yes. Sparks. Yes, I would see her at the games all the time. I'm an original, my husband and I, original ticket holders with the Sparks. Oh, I saw Penny wow. all the time yeah. at the Staples Center. Well, yeah, actually, we started at the Great Western Forum, and then we moved over to the Staples Center. But I went, when I saw her, I went, whoa. Penny Toller. Now, when I say I know her, maybe the more accurate way would be to say I know of her, because of okay, course she. Yeah. I mean, not to mention she was a baller herself. She played before yes, she got she into was. management. So Absolutely. I just I thought that was just so cool. You have a really um, impassioned life, and yeah. um, I I hope that Encore recognizes his part in this along with your daughter and your son because because of what you've done and because of what you're continuing to do 
honestly, here's the hand over the heart again, my friend. I feel so honored that you spent this time with me today. I, I just, oh, I, I'm you. just, I'm honored to be able to share this information and to get it out to my social media, not to mention the Thank organizations you. that I belong to. And as, as you say, you're on the East Coast. Um, I would think Rotary Clubs would definitely want you to come and be a speaker by virtue of the fact that you're working on human trafficking. Um, that that yes. alone is, is huge. But um, I just want to thank you for your time with me today. I know you have another you. appointment right now to move on to someone else. Thank you for your patience and the background emails that were so messed up. And I'm so apologetic. <laughs> okay. But, you know, you're there. You're with me. I'm, I'm going to let you get on with the rest of your day and just know that you've made a huge impact on everyone that's been listening to this show. Thank you so much. Thank you, Marsha. Have a wonderful evening, and thank you. Everyone love you and everyone else around you. Thank you. Goodbye, everybody. I'm going to sign off for now. Bye-bye now. Okay, bye. Bye.